Morning Show with Ken Kidney. Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to this special weekend edition of the Weekend Show. My name is Ken Kidney, and as always, I have the great pleasure of being joined by my honourable co-host Garrett. Say hello to the loyal listeners, Garrett. Hi. Hi. See there? It's the Japanese for you, and then I, it's also hi, as yes. in hello. It's hi as in hello, but also Japanese, Japanese wordplay. For yes. Yeah. Well done. Top quality Japanese wordplay. This week, we are going to review New Japan Pro Wrestling's annual Wrestle Kingdom extravaganza, which had its 10th entry on Monday. But before we run down all the exciting action from this year's event, Garson, how was your week? It wasn't too bad. I didn't do much. No? No. I watched. Uh, I didn't know we were talking about Summer Games Done Quick last year. Yes. Awesome Games Done Quick is on at the moment. So I'm basically just watching that. Yes, one of my work colleagues is also quite enamored with that. Yeah, it's, a, it's the perfect background noise. Yeah. Just people playing games really quickly. It's like a whole week-long event, isn't it? Yeah, they're raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. As I last saw, last checked during the Pokemon Yellow run, they'd raised about 580000 That's incredible. Yeah. It's a really, really significant amount of money. They'll get over a million before the week is out, more than likely. Is it on Twitch? Twitch. Yeah. I know gaming things. Yeah. <laughs> And Twitch forego their right to money as well, which is good of them. That's nice. I'm sure those guys just do that anyway, so, you know. Yeah. And as, if, if those guys get popular, they make money off streaming and speedrunning anyway. Exactly. So it's a symbiotic relationship, some might say. Yeah. Do you like that word? Symbiotic. Good English, Ken. Way to use words. Yeah. Often I butcher English on the podcast, yeah. but I'm having an okay run so far this week. From now on, Ken is just going to sit there reading a dictionary. Yes. Allow me to use my word a day calendar <laughs> throughout this special we end edition of the podcast, yeah, which is still great wordplay. Yeah, we end. We were masters of wordplay. You're uh, probably the best podcasters in the world in terms of, of, of word, simple wordplay, I would say. We are wordsmiths. Beautiful. Speaking of wordplay, the poppies last weekend. Yes, we had quite a response to the poppies. We handed out awards. Maybe because we say sh- ah, it's a hard word to say. Shamelessly shilled. That's what. That's why. Sh- that's what I shouldn't have gone for that because it's a bit of a tongue twister. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Basically, we shilled ourselves to celebrities uh, by giving them awards. Yeah, basically added them on Twitter. No one retweeted, which is yeah. disappointing. That's, that's the aim, basically. <laughs> a lot of Mr. Robot fans were retweeting though. Yeah, Mr. Robot has a following. Yeah, they're like really, really into Remy Malik. Yeah. Or Rami Malek? Uh, everyone has that, though. Every famous person has that kind of devoted fan base. Like, no matter who, how tangentially famous you are, you'll have, like, a handful of people that are just like, Oh, I love you. I'm starting your fan page. Dan Carter liked our tweet yeah. for making him Sport Person of the Year. And Rob Lowe liked our tweet for The Grinder being best new show. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Chris Rager. Oh. Now I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it was, it's kind of cool to see uh, people uh, from... You know, Hollywood and uh, sport. And reply, I'll actually listen to the show. Yes. Check the, the listener stats on SoundCloud. Yeah. And there they were. It's cool to see people we admire uh, listening to the show and re- and reacting to our shameless pandering. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the poppies are. Also, a- an exercise in shameless pandering. Also, Gar, we got a like from Jay White, who was the wrestler, uh, wrestling newcomer of the year yep. of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Would be a good segue, but we've got something else to talk about. And he's not on the show? No, he was not. No. Not even in... The he wasn't opener. even in the rumba. Or yeah. the, the rambo. The rambo. But, um, Gareth... Slightly racist. The reason we're doing a weekend show this week is that you're off to Manchester in the morning. Yeah. Well, dropped, Ken dropped his pen. I dropped my pen. God's sake, Ken. He I actually don't... dropped my pen because he doesn't even bring a pen to the podcast because he's not prepared. 
I know any like Steve Austin when he does something uh, when his phone goes off in a podcast, he owes everyone a beer. I owe everyone a Coke. Yes, uh, because no one listens to this podcast, and I will be disp- dispensing no cokes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to see Manchester United play Sheffield United in Old Trafford tomorrow. See, the, the mighty Sheffield United cup specialist toppled those minnows, Manchester yeah. United. United are terrible at the moment, and Sheffield are all right at the moment. And they're good in cups. Yeah, we're, we've had a, a bit of a run of cup upsets lately. Yeah, so... What, cup what, sets. What is your... Uh, first of all, what is your level of excitement for this uh, trip? And second of all, what is your prediction for the match? It's only my second time seeing Sheffield Last time was also at Old Trafford. Against Manchester United. Yeah, it's easier to go to Old Trafford to Manchester than it is Sheffield. That's the moral of the story, basically. Yes. They're going to win, Ken. In fairness, Gar, they beat them in the FA Cup in 1993, but they've lost every time since. You've done your research, have you? I have. They lost 2-0 when I was there. Yep. That was, that was a, a league game. So they, um, in the, I think it's six attempts, they have not beaten Manchester United since in oh, official no. competitive games. Stats mean nothing for the individual game, Ken. Anything can happen. It's the magic of the cup. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Emirates Cup. It's going to be a cup set. Cup set. I like it. It's going to be a thing. Excellent wordplay. Karen, would you like to set us up for our main event? Yep, we're moving on to speak about New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's the biggest event of the year, their annual January 4th Tokyo Dome show, which was on this past Monday. It's the 10th Wrestle Kingdom and the I believe 25th year they've done the Tokyo Dome show on January 4th. Yeah, so they've done a big Tokyo Dome for our show for about 25 years. So it's been their WrestleMania for about 25 years. But this has been kind of the 10th anniversary of them kind of recognizing it as, as that kind of big extravaganza. Yep. Uh, every wrestler on the card upped their game for the big event, which delivered a very solid on the card. And a triple main event featuring... Three of the, probably the best matches you'll ever see back to back to back. Yeah, like literally uh, as a triple main event, probably like all five star. We should say that. Well, well, pushing five star. Well, at one least. is five star. The other two are close. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I have standards, Ken. I'm just throw stars at everything. Care, I'm not a cynical <laughs> reviewer like <laughs> yeah, you are. It's just like five. I five. Fe- yes, it made me feel good, so I gave it a five. But uh, just um, the the pacing and the setup of the card was perfect in terms of building to that crescendo and everyone up their game. And as I said, for the first uh, big show of the year to deliver three, uh, four and a half to five star matches is incredible. They are three, four and a half to five. That, that, that I can are you o- happy now? officially concur with. <laughs> are you happy now? Nothing if not a stickler for the details, Ken. As part of a talent exchange between New Japan Pro Wrestling and US-based Ring of Honor, the event featured uh, a match for the OOH Championship for the first time. Yep. And also marked the New well, Japan debuts. The first time in Japan. It wasn't a match for the OOH Championship for the first time. In Japan. I'm sorry, Gar. <laughs> what you said implies that it was the first ever defense of the belt, Ken. Gar, I was just talking about how my English was on point. And now, <laughs> now just, I'm picking you. I'm tearing you down. You just ruined it. The, the OOH title was defended at Wrestle Kingdom for the first time. And also marked the debuts of Cheeseburger for some reason, <laughs> um, Jay Lethal and the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah, as well as Michael Elgin, who had been there before. Yes. The, uh, one interesting note, Gerard, the, the event drew 25,204 fans to the Tokyo Dome is the announced figure, yep. which is down from the previous figure of 36,001 uh, yep. last year. Which is... Uh, which begs the question, why? I think part of it is the show is on a Monday. Yes. As opposed to the last two were on a weekend. Yeah, that's true. And it is the first day of the 
like working year essentially because we were in we were in japan for wrestle kingdom 8 yes and you'll remember we, we went to mount fuji on that i think it was that monday or that tuesday yeah and those trains were jammed jammed terrifying people. i've never seen fuller trains and people so intense to get on and off of trains i was nearly sure that we were going to die yeah just get suffocation trampled, just trampled there on the train yes we've been to wrestle kingdom we should add yeah we were we've been to wrestle kingdom 8 Headlined so, by Hiroshi Tanahashi against Shinsuke Nakamura. I was just thinking the other day how that's two years ago it's already. Two years, and Facebook is reminding me a lot. It's making me sad. Yeah, every day Facebook's like, oh, look, Gar, you were in Japan two years ago. Now you're just sitting here doing nothing at home. It's like, screw you, Facebook. I'm not going to share any of this because that, that is good for you. Not good for me. Making me feel bad. Facebook. Yeah, we were at Wrestle Kingdom is the crux of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, being on a Monday is not ideal, especially as a work day. Uh, only the hardcore fans would be able to come. A repeat main event as well. Probably yeah. doesn't, like the, the angle going in was tremendous. Yes. But it is the third time in four years with the same match. Exactly. So, you know, it could be an indication that they need to be placing new stars in the main event. but Which they do, and we'll talk yeah, about in a minute. We'll be, exactly, we'll be getting back to that. Let's run down the card, shall we, Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, we started with the now second annual New Japan Rumble. I think it's second annual. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. one when we, we were there the, first, the year before yeah, that. That was just a, a, a multiple man tag. Yeah, a 10 man tag. It had Liger in it. They played his music. I was happy. They basically what they what they do what they've done now is they've kind of established a tr- a tradition for their preliminary match. Yep, it's if you remember the gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania 17, it's not too dissimilar from that. It's basically carting out all these uh, old wrestlers, yeah. one of whom was 67. Yeah, it's everyone who's not on the show already, plus a few like ancient uh, old timers who everyone loves. Like the great Kabuki was in it, and I genuinely feared for his safety. <laughs> he could barely move. It's just like, oh no, he's not moving. And they couldn't pin him or toss him over the top rope, so he had to he had to be disqualified. Well, no, the, yeah, that's the good thing about that match where they they do have pinfalls in there as well. Yeah, so like it's kind of a strange match. There's like uh, basically any way you can be eliminated from a rumble or. A wrestling match as such so it's kind of strange so pinfall submission disqualification over the top rope yeah so uh and I, I like the way there's always pylon pins as well yeah it's not just one person pinning somebody it's like four people will pile on top of one another for a while until i got the, the got the the hang of it i was like what are the rules here <laughs> yeah what's going on if I, uh, those kind of those uh, japanese elimination matches tend to have over the top rope elimination rules as well just in general mm-hmm. so um, this is no different Jado with Momoka, I'm going to butcher all these, Oriyasu. Oriyasu, yeah, who's De- apparently a rock star of some sort. Yeah, defeated Captain New Japan, Cheeseburger of OROH, The Great Kabuki, Hiro Saito, Hiroshi, Hiro, Hiro, Hiroyoshi Tenzan. You, forget, you, forget, you see, because there's Hiroshi Tanahashi, you forget there's the Y in Tenzan's name. Yeah. So you assume his name is just Hiroshi too. Exactly. Jushin Thunder Liger. Take over the rest, Gar. Go ahead. Uh, Kazushi Sakuraba. King Haku. Haku, isn't it? Yeah. Father of Tamatonga and I think Micah. Yeah. I, I don't remember the relationships in that family. <laughs> yeah, he's related to Roman Reigns, The Rock. Well, yeah, they're all related in some way. Yeah. But it's like what they're to, to one another. Madabu Nakanishi, Mascara uh, Dorada, Raisuke Taguchi, Satoshi Kojima, Shiro Koshinaka. That one went off the rails, didn't it? Tiger Mask was totally jobbed out in this match. Yeah, yeah, Tiger Mask is terrible. Uh, Yoshihashi, uh, Fujiwara, and Yuji Nagata, who won last year's. Yeah. He did not go two for two, Ken. No, he did not. It was won by the booker of the match, Jado. 
who entered last and had, was the only one that had an actual entrance. Everyone else, because uh, for that show, they have the big stage in the front yeah. and then they have the, the, the exit way. Yes. And everyone in this match just came down the exit way because it's not that important. And it's not the but main Jado, part. Jado had entrance music and, and pomp and circumstance and he was accompanied to the ring by a rock star and then he won. <laughs> So they couldn't have foreshadowed the result of this uh, of this match anymore. Remember, this match doesn't matter though. Like last year, did the final entrant get a proper entrance? Is that what? I don't remember. Is that what it's about? It was like, very similar last year in that it was just like here. In fairness, last year's had the young lads in it as well, which I liked. Yeah, but this year the no Jay White or Dave Finley or Shotanaka or Yohakamatsu. Yeah, it's disappointing. Not even a Cody Hall, but Cody Hall kind of uh, Cody Hall featured in the opening match, so at least. Yeah. He had a role on the show. Good segue, Gar. Yep. Segue to the opening match, the now annual four-way junior heavyweight tag team opener. Which nearly has the same entrance every year. Yep. Except uh, Rapongi Vice tends to have a different partner. Yep. Um, what's his name? Rocky, Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero is like Carl Anderson in that he's been in the same spot for quite a while now. Just happens to have a different partner. This year it was Beretta, or Trent Beretta, as you might know him. Uh, previously, it's been Alex Kozlov. Uh, who else has he had? Um... He teamed with Davey for a while, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Davey was the year we went. No, Davey wasn't there the year we went. Who was it the year we went, though? I don't think he was on the show the year we went. No, he was definitely on the show. That, this match oh, yeah, it would have been Kozlov. Yeah, this match nearly happens every single yeah. year. Uh, in the uh, like, um, what are the names? Sidal and Ricochet won the junior junior tag tournament. Yeah. Which should earn them a title shot. But then they're like... Nah, still a four-way. Still a four-way with nearly all the same tag teams. Yep, Young Bucks have been in it for a few years. Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish are fresh. They, yeah. Like Taka and Taichi was in it two years ago. Yeah. And they're currently trying their uh, applying their trade in Noah. Yeah, as they're being loaned out, aren't they? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So like, ah, we have nothing for all of Suzuki Gun at the moment. Off the Noah you go, which is a, a New Japan subsidiary, basically, at this stage. Yeah. And Rapongi Vice, which is Beretta and Romero. Yeah, uh, it was it was my favorite of the recent four way matches. Yeah, it was more. I remember it, uh, as more exciting, um, longer. Before, Usually yeah. these matches are are kind of like eight to ten minutes, like a flash, flash it's in just the like pan. Hit your few spots and get out. But uh, before we get into detail about the match, the one thing I want to notice uh, note is that Cody Hall was involved. He was in the corner of of the Young Bucks, but his haircut was really distracting because it looks so dumb. You're not a fan of Cody Hall's hair. It's like shaved at the back and then it's like the patterns on the side and then it's <laughs> shaved around the top as well. As in like like uh, he fell asleep with the clippers on next to him <laughs> or something like that. But regardless, everyone put in a good effort in this match. Uh, I I was putting my money on Seidel and Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, but um, Young Bucks pulled it out. The Young Bucks pulled it out again. With a little help from Cody Hall here and there. Um, they're... Their their gravy train is pulling into the station though, because uh, we'll we'll get onto it later. With everyone leaving, and they're they're just like, yeah, we're still the Bullet Club. Yeah, the Bullet Club. But uh, I just like I I really recognize their talent because they're breathtaking in the ring. But I really hate how into themselves they are. Well, that's the gimmick. I've met them in person, uh, and there was no need for them to act like that. But they still did. <laughs> it's the gimmick though. They yeah. gotta, you gotta you gotta keep you gotta keep the kayfab, Ken. Yeah, they're, they're living the gimmick, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. No, it becomes obnoxious over time. But it does, yeah. But uh, it's their shtick, and they're sticking to it. They're see they're New Japan what, guys, so I'm guessing you, that. See what did I did. Again. I see what you did. Yeah, Gareth, but did you pat, me, pat me on the head. <laughs> tap tap tap. Can actually pat me on the head. Yes, but I can see why they went with them because they're kind of they're going to stick with New Japan long term. And they're on a contract. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's the plus. You know, the ROH guys. Will actually, they be there? everyone else in this match isn't under contract. Exactly. So Alan Ricochet freelance. 
Fish and O'Reilly's contract with Ring of Honor just ended. And um, apparently Romero's off to WWE. So, As a trainer. Yeah. So the Young Bucks were basically guaranteed to win this match in hindsight. By the fact that they're sticking around. So out of five stars, Gar? Uh Four. Four. You would give it four? I went four. Uh, why, why are you taking away a star? It wasn't a perfect pro wrestling match. Yeah. It was just guys doing flips. I'm going to give it a three and a half because I would agree with you in it not being, uh, it just being kind of a spot fest, but also because I think we've seen this combination too many yeah, times. Yeah, but I don't mind that. Ricochet and Seidel added a nice freshness with dueling shooting stars and nonsense and Ricochet just doing like the most effortless looking springboard shooting star to the floor. He didn't even, it wasn't even a springboard. He just jumped to the ropes and just did a shooting star to the floor. It's just mind-boggling how he's just able to control his body so well. Yeah, it's effortless. And it, it was fresher than usual, well-paced, good fun. Match two featured the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, and Toriano. 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 I, I find it hard to say his name. I find it hard to say all these Japanese names, so I, I apologize to Japan in advance. But uh, which are, he's a member of Chaos, which is a very serious statement. Yeah. That always baffles me. It's like uh, uh, Romero and Beretta are members of Chaos too, and you never remember that until they pop up in one of those multi-man tags. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. But Toriano is basically the Santino of New he's, Japan. He's, he's better than Santino. He's actually uh, an accomplished amateur wrestler. Yeah. He used to be like this serious, no-nonsense, like ass-kicking wrestler. Now he's just like Toriano. Just like making goofy faces and pointing at himself like Rob Van Dam. And cheating to win. Yeah. But uh, uh, versus the basically the Bullet Club uh, B team yep. of Bad Luck Fale. It's not fail. It's Fale apparently. It's fail. <laughs> Tamatonga. Well, he does fail in my book. <laughs> On a side note, he got super fat. He's very, he had a very nice Christmas, didn't he? Yeah. He's just like all of a sudden, like he used to be kind of big, but in shape, but he just seemed to get fat. But yeah. Uh, and Yujiro Takahashi as well. Like, they, all, they all wore camo pants, which was super weird. They, they looked like Zubaz more than camo, which amused yeah. me. With Shiori, who looks like a prostitute. <laughs> Can can judging people. This was a six man tag for the vacant, never open weight, uh, six man tag team championship. See, unlike the Ring of Honor uh, title, again, this is actually the first ever match for this belt. Yeah, so like the winners would become the first ever champions. This is the second title under the Never banner uh, after the open open weight title, which was established in two thousand twelve. When Never was actually a company before it was actually disbanded in the last. (laughs) It's also the first title of its kind in New Japan. They've never had a trios tag team title before. It makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. they have those spot shows and the, the road two shows, which are always just filled with six man tags. Yeah. So it makes sense to actually like be able to throw those shows a title match and a title that realistically doesn't mean much, but at least means enough that it's like, ooh, a title match. Yeah. So it, it, it brings the fans in or gives them something. Uh, what confuses me, as you said, the Never promotion was intended to be for up and comers to get experience and exposure. Uh, they're they were the ones intended to contest these titles, the Never Never championships. Yeah. But no person. Uh, uh, under the age of 30 to 40 has ever held the open weight title and interestingly they announced actually the day before that they are launching kind of a developmental company of sorts that will run shows I think they called it Lionsgate yeah where it's just going to be the, uh, the young guys having matches which uh, is basically what never was supposed to be yeah but why not just call them the New Japan and uh open weight and trios tagging title name I don't know I think the open weight thing got more associated with never than it did with New Japan so maybe that's the thought process but like they're not new they're not never titles anymore they're new japan titles now yeah. that's what confuses me I, 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 it's a little stickler point for me it's inconsistency the the point is the match was garbage but yeah uh, there was a poor match they tried you, you can't say they yeah. didn't try because mark mark briscoe who i'm convinced is insane they're the, both of them are uh, uh, was his exuberant self he yeah. did some uh, interesting he did a really cool blockbuster off the apron 
That was a cool move. But yeah, this match just like, nah. Didn't make much sense. Uh, the, the faces went over, as you might expect. Yeah, the Briscoes and Yano, especially with uh, Ring of Honor, have two New Japan co-promoted shows coming up in Japan. And they have one in Las Vegas at some stages yeah, here as well. Yeah, but you, you want to establish, like, this, this show is about establishing the likes of Briscoes and Lethal for that show. But by far, this was the, the poorest match on the show. Yeah, it was the show. worst match on the show. It was Lethal. fine. I don't yeah, think it was anything wrong. It wasn't, like, a terrible match, but it was just, like, there was nothing to it. I no know. heat. Went too long. Should have been just a five-minute squash. For Tamatonga, the day before, he cut a promo about how angry he is that out of all the Bullet Club people, he's never won a title. Yeah. And everyone else has. He's never won a match, let alone a title. <laughs> and he lost again. Yeah. And Fail's apparently been, both of them actually, Fail and Tonga, have both been WWE linked in the last few weeks. Like, well, you know, he'd be WWE linked just because he's he's got the family connections. But he's not good. I'm sorry. Yeah, Fal- the, reason, the reason they've never pushed him is because he's just not good. He's, he's been lucky to have that spot. Tonga? Yeah. He's all right. He's not, not terrible. He, he relies on the gimmick a lot. Yeah, but like, in terms of whipping boys of stable, I prefer Yoshihashi. Yeah. He's a better wrestler. But Tamatonga's okay. Okay, it's not good enough. Yeah, then. and uh, Fail will go to WWE so Deborah can sit on his shoulders again. Right. Yeah, <laughs> His name is Fail! We'll, we'll get on to that later. But uh, Jay Lethal, the ROH champion with Truth Martini, who I hate. Yeah, Truth, I don't understand Truth Martini. But he's, he's not even like annoying. It's just like, why are you even here? He, he, and Jay Lethal, of all people, who stand- doesn't need a manager. Jay Lethal, yeah. Jay Lethal doesn't need someone to talk for him. Yeah, he, just stands, he just stands around. I don't get it. But he uh, defeated Michael Elgin in a singles match for the ROH Championship. Mm-hmm. It had a really dumb finish with uh, um, Truth Martini was carrying around his big, big book. He the calls whole match. it the Book of Truth. Yes, of course. But uh, you could tell for the entire match that he had it only to use it in the finish. Yeah, he Lethal hit Michael Elgin with it and Michael Elgin sold it like he got hit with a, a cinder block of sorts and Lethal pinned him after a lethal injection. Yes. Uh I think it suffered from a lack of time, but also from a lack of focus. Yeah, the crowd didn't know who Lethal was, which is always going to be a stumbling block coming in. Because they, 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 they've taken to Michael Elgin very well after his good showing in the G1 in the World Tag League. Yeah, but, but it, it just felt like a good TV match. Yeah, with not a terrible like a, TV finish. Like, exactly. Like, they felt like they were going through the motions, just kind of getting their spots in. It didn't feel like, like you know, they were kind of, you know, uh, on the big stage, you know, showcasing the ROH title ROH obviously in their own promotion has much more competitive matches for the title mm. it just never seemed like the title was in any jeopardy there yeah and like the, uh, they did they did a smart job of building the match more around what Elgin was doing than what Lethal was doing yeah because obviously the crowd knew more about Elgin than Lethal like Lethal will be fine in Japan Lethal is great yeah he just needs time but um, this match was there. it was okay it, it was it, it was good I would say good I wouldn't even go good it was alright Right. Decent. Gareth's very harsh. Finished, I'm, finished I'm, dragged it down. I'm more forgiving. The finish did drag it down a bit. The book. Like, he hit him with a book and he was knocked out like he got hit by a bloody bus. What, Double-decker bus, no less. In fairness, Gareth, he did it by the book. I'm not, I'm not even going to... I'm just going to walk out of the room. <laughs> Following up next is Koshida. Koshida. With Taguchi. Dressed as Doc Brown. He wasn't with Taguchi, Ken. He was with Doc Brown. I didn't see any difference. It was blatantly Christopher Lloyd. Okay. <laughs> uh, faced Kenny Omega with Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight ta- uh, Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kushida, who'd lost the title to Kenny Omega originally. For no reason, after beating Kenny Omega for the title in the first place. Yeah. Uh, that, that title change annoyed me. And I know they were changing the title just to change it back. And, but that was Kushida's moment, Ken. Uh, he won the best of the Super Junior, and then he walked in and he won the belt, and then he lost it again. 
Yeah. Stupid. And um, I've always been a fan of Kenny Omega. You know, like for a guy his size, he can he can do a lot of things. He's a super wrestler. The cleaner thing is garbage. Uh, yeah, his his hair. We've mentioned it. I think do we like. I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast because we weren't around for Wrestle Kingdom last year. What, uh, have we mentioned Kenny Omega before? I think we have for some reason. Have we? I don't know, but his his hair is just like, what is his hair? He's basically trying to be Scott Hall or something. He's, I don't know. It's terrible. And I, I say Gary uses a trash can because he's the cleaner or a bin. He's like, he basically, he's like healed by numbers. Yeah. Like he wears making, sunglasses, has stubble. Making wacky faces. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. And he's great. Yeah. But the and cleaner great thing match. is terrible. It was a great match. It was it was slow to get started. And then about halfway through, it just kicked into another gear and it was awesome. Yeah. Because like, it's like, yeah, is this going to be like the last one? Because the last one was a letdown, I thought, as well. Yeah. Quite short. But it reminded me a lot. It wasn't quite as good as it. But remember the Ibushi debit match from two yeah. years ago? Yeah. Of that, which the first half was Bullet Club nonsense. Yeah. Blah. And, and then, then went, the second half exactly once you got rid of them it got down to the straight wrestling a lot of great counters um yeah. a, a big a big flurry finish which mm-hmm. was great and kushida is the right person to hold the title going forward i think he countered the one wing angel into a cradle for the win yes i should say he did win the title actually yes, I kushida, yeah. uh, won it back yeah. and i hope he doesn't lose it anytime soon because kushida is awesome we saw him wrestle in person recently yeah wrestled uh, kyle o'reilly at the um whatchamacallit Red Pro Uprising show. Yeah, in a, in an actual rematch uh, of the Best of the Super Juniors final. Yep, and that was a super match. It was incredible. He's a great wrestler. Uh, and he's a great ambassador. I think he's a great ambassador for New Japan going forward. And he's actually someone you could, uh, if, if pushed right, you could actually transition him into the main event eventually. And he seems like a cool fellow. You know, he could be like, he feels like he could be a really good babyface star. Yeah. And uh, Omega's going on to bigger and better things. But again, we'll talk about that in a minute too. Yeah. Because this <laughs> show is kind of overshadowed by what happened the day after. It's like a mass exodus, but we won't overshadow this yet. We're building. Garrett, take us to the next match. Uh, What are we next? Oh yeah, GBH, Great Bash, Great Bash Heels. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like grievous, grievous Bodily Harm. That's what I thought it would be. No, I think it's Great Bash Heels. Okay. Unless I'm making that, unless that came randomly out of nowhere. Japan, everybody. Yeah, Japan. Uh, Togi Makabe and Tamaki Hanma defeated the Bullet Club team of Guns and Gallows, Doc Gallows, and Carol Anderson, accompanied by a- Anver Gallows. Again, not Amber Gallows. Anver Gallows. Yeah. They they wrote her name A N B E R. Is that her actual name? I hope not. <laughs> Although, uh, Kyle O'Reilly was 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 listed as Kale O'Reilly, like Kale. the 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 superfood that's like <laughs> le- like cabbage. He is a superfood. Uh, in a tag match for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. Um, Carl Anderson noted that his, as he was on his way down the ramp, this was his eighth Wrestle Kingdom in a row, seven of which have been tag team title matches. Yeah, with three different partners? Four different partners. Yeah. Uh, was it three or four? There was Gotto, Bernard, and um, what's his name? Gallows. Has yeah. there been a fourth? Uh, I, I knew you said I was thinking Tomko's Bernard that's yeah. what randomly popped into my head because Bernard was the same where he basically just kept on subbing out random people for but I just really hate how into themselves they are for how uh, well, they're doing a great job then Ken they're good heels yeah Carl Anderson backs it up in the ring Gallows has never been anything but average <laughs> he's he's alright if he tries yeah he just doesn't try very often he's and this right. was this is a rare case of, and he weighs down anderson as well who's yeah. a hell of a singles wrestler fantastic and, until he's standing next to bloody gallows and he doesn't give a shit yeah he's just like and it's so it, frustrating because this is a really good match it was a really good match it was nice to see um hanma actually get his moment for once you know yeah. the kind of the unlucky loser in previous Despite years of all the allegations recently Oh my gosh, what? Did you not hear about any of that? No. He's been accused of uh, physically abusing his girlfriend. Oh dear. Yeah. 
And I'm not so fond of this match. <laughs> yeah. How did you miss that? I don't know. In fact, it is. It is still accusations. Allegedly. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, but like <laughs> it was uh, a shadow hanging over this match. Uh, as a wrestler, he like you know, He's great. The story was kind of cool. The people cool. still love. It's not like people have suddenly turned on him over yeah. that. But the story is cool that he kind of never quite seemed to get that big win. But like you know, recently since he joined uh, forces with Togi Makabe, they've gone a great run. They won the 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 the, the, the G One Tag. The World Tag League. Well, they're, they're kind of branding as G1 now as well. I think they, they used to brand it's the other way around. Oh, sorry, yeah. It I'm used to be the G1 yeah. Tag League, and now it's the just the World Tag League. Well done, Gare. But um, know your new Japan history, Ken. This was a very physical match. It had a good pace to it. Uh, crowd were into it. Crowd were really, really into, into it. it. And Hanma uh, was used in limited bursts, which is good because he... actually, yeah, they built the uh, which is I thought was unusual. They actually uh, Maccabee was facing peril. Yeah. They worked over Maccabee, who's the bigger star. Yeah. He's uh, apparently arguably the biggest star New Japan have in terms of like uh, mainstream appeal. And tenure, yeah. Yeah, because I remember Tan- I was reading something Tanahashi said in his podcast or something like that. That apparently in terms of like mainstream recognition, people recognize yeah. Maccabee more than anyone else. Maccabee's been in like TV shows and, and movies and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it was just a, a great match. Like, you know, it's great to see the crowd into it. Uh, it had a kind of, it had a cool result seeing like the, you know, Magabe, who's kind of past his main event prime, he's been a former world champion, but he can be carried every now and then. Yeah, uh, to see them in a, in a nice role. It's actually the se- like a second year in a row that they've lost the tag team titles at Wrestle Kingdom, so yep. it's not kind to them. In Last year. year they won it back straight away. This year that seems unlikely. Yeah, and uh, Carol Anderson was in I'm leaving shape, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> on the on like Fale, who's like, ooh, he enjoyed his Christmas too much. Yeah, Carol Anderson was in great shape here. Yeah. And Doc Gallows is doing nothing to prove why he should be picked up by any major promotion. But apparently he will be. Yeah. but uh, Very good match. Yeah, out of, out of five, Gar? Three and, a, three and three quarters? I would give it three and a half. Yeah. You're just giving everything three and a half, aren't you, Ken? Yeah, no, the reason I give it three and a half is that um, just the bits with Doc Gallows piss me off. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Gallows just, makes you mad. It's just like, he reminds me of Sid Vicious in the fact that he's terrible and un- unoriginal and he doesn't have any ideas in the ring. <laughs> Ken's burying Doc Gallows. On, on paper, Ken, this show looked like it was going to be a solid but like unremarkable show in the undercard. Yeah. And then three like killer matches on top. And that's pretty much exactly how it turned out to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't like I was entertained by the undercard. Yeah, there was I, nothing bad. Like the opener was the best. And like Bar, I think the six man was the worst. Which wasn't like, like it wasn't uh, offensive. It wasn't an abomination. It was OK. Like yeah, it was um, just a bland, bland uh, nothing but, match. And and as I said, in terms of the pacing, it actually built to that crescendo. So yeah, in fairness, it was a very well paced show in terms of taking from the worst match to the best. But that tends to be a hallmark of Wrestle Kingdom. They'll have a, a, a flashy opener to get the crowd into it, and then a bunch of kind of quick okay matches. Here's people having their match on the show, move on, and then they'll have like usually three matches in a row that are top notch. Yep. And speaking of, we had the first of which was Katsuyori Shibata defeating Tomori Hirishi. For the open weight, never open weight championship, and they literally beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, like I, I, I was gonna warn you before I curse, but that's the only word I could yeah, think of. Yeah, they, they murdered each other in there, and that's the, the kind of the trademark of both of these guys' matches. Not to mention them together. Yeah, these guys abuse their opponents and themselves. Yeah, like, so when you put them together, that's just a, an un, almost uncomfortable level of abuse. Uh, like Shibata comes from an MMA background, so like he's like a real tough guy, like legit shooter basically is what his gimmick and is Ishii's the stone pitbull his whole character is like I'm a small stout guy 
but I will murder you. <laughs> you hurt, hurt me. Like Shibata before the match with Kota is saying, I'm perfectly happy to shorten my life and my career for this match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they committed to that. Those headbutts. Yeah. Oh God. And and, uh, th- like, there's a portion of the match where there is basically, and it, like you like you think it, it, it kind of bordered on comedy. So, if you, uh, so you're wondering if they were, were they going in the right direction, but it really fit in the context of the match and it was fine because it was earlier in the match where they basically did a kind of a, a little spot where they try to one-up each other with, with kicking each other and like like uh, like anything you can do I can do better basically do you remember that part of the match not particularly yeah exactly so like <laughs> it, it was kind of they just hit each other yeah they're just hitting each other saying like oh it's not the best you can do and then they're trading places and hitting each other harder yeah. so uh, uh but they are men Ken they are men determined to prove how manly they are by allowing the other person to hit them as hard as they can and they just stand there looking at them with contempt yeah there was a lot of false finishes um the only thing I would like, as I said, you know, stop it from being a five star match to me. After all they went through, all the battering and all the kickouts, the the finish was a bit sudden for me. As in, like, didn't oh, build at the PK that well. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, that put him away in the end. But like, well, that's that's Shabata's finish. You know, but like, but before that, he was being murdered. <laughs> yeah, the penalty kick by comparison, which is just a hard kick to kind of the shoulder area. Yeah. Compared to being booted in the head and, and being like literally maimed. It, yeah. I, I can see how that does in comparison seem a little tame. Yeah. Even though it is his finish. But uh, the intensity was off the charts. Uh, the excitement was there. The right person won. I think that uh, both of these guys are going to be players going forward. But I think Shabbat, for some reason, Shabbat says money to me. I don't, I don't know what it is. Because he's super cool. He's cool and edgy. Yeah. And he's just like, his nickname is The Wrestler. Mm. Like that, that's, he's the least flashy pro wrestler you can come across. He wears black trunks, black, black boots. He's kind of like they, a Stone Cold Steve Austin in that yeah, sense. No and, nonsense. As I said, his nickname is The Wrestler. It's like, this. he's just like, that's him. Yeah. And he kind of dresses like a young boy, like he's still playing his shoes and he doesn't believe in, in that he's a star or anything like that. Just kills people. Just literally kills people. So I'm going to give this four and three quarter stars I because Gary won't let me give it five stars. I was, I'd go four and three quarters as well. Okay, then. Fine. And like these matches, uh, this match is just like from the outset, it's they stand in the opposite corner and then they just basically run at each other <laughs> yeah. for, for like 15 minutes. Like two rhinos or something. <laughs> just, it's just like uh, with the rhino that falls uh, first is the loser. But like, yeah, that's what it was. It was basically a, a war of attrition. It's like a war yeah. at, until one person literally could not go anymore. But I said, I take off the core start just because I thought the, the, in the context of all the kickouts, uh, the finish was a bit sudden then. Because like in comparison to the match that followed it, which was a, a very kind of masterfully slow build, th- this was just two guys run at each other till the other one can't get up. Balls to the wall until, until one of them uh, says uncle, basically. Yep. Speaking of the following match, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated the phenomenal AJ Styles uh, for the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Or if uh, you want to call it by his proper name, the... Shinsuke Nakamura Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's he's the twelfth at the moment. Yeah, he was also the tenth, eighth, sixth, and fourth. Yes. So every time he's lost it, he's won it back. Yeah. Anyone that's beaten him, he has beaten for it. Yeah. And he's like, he's the longest reign. He has the most reigns, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this title is synonymous with him, and he made it as important as the world title. Yeah. I I don't have a problem with long title reigns, but I do have a problem with the fact that anyone he's beaten, he's just beaten back for it. Yeah. I prefer him to have held the belt the whole time and then whoever beats him in the end is the guy who beats him. Yeah. It's like, and they get a huge rub off it. I understand what you mean by that. It it almost seems like they're going to take it off him, then regret it and then put it back on him. Straight back onto him. 
But uh, this match, like this, out of all the matches, I think this was what, probably the most highly anticipated match on the card. Uh, it was the one that New Japan promoted the most as like uh, as a as it's like, a dream match. These two, uh, yeah. have pretty much not gone near each other for they've they've been tangentially near each other for two years now. Yeah, and even going all the way back to the TNA New Japan relationship, I think the only time they've gone near each other was a a tag with yeah. Kurt Angle and Tanahashi or Tanahashi and Styles against Angle and Nakamura in two thousand eight. Yeah, so it was kind of a, a nothing match, really. Uh, it was a pretty good match. Not in terms of importance. Yeah. So it was the build of single matches. Um, the, basically, uh, as you said, it's a, a, a kind of a nice slow build up, kind of yep. grappling in the early exchanges, uh, basically posturing, showing off. There was a really cool, it wasn't even a spot where they're doing their poses. And do you remember this guy? Yep, where AJ, AJ Styles is trademark. He points his hand in the shape of a gun and pretends to shoot a bullet. And then Nakamura just grabbed the bullet out of the air and ate it. <laughs> And then he started laughing. Yeah, he's he's the most charismatic man on earth. When you, when you look at him, it's just like this man is a star. And no, nobody and like you can accuse him of like half-assing a, a very large majority of his performances. But, but at but, the same time, there's something to be said for pacing yourself in the interest of longevity. That's here. true too. Tanahashi goes balls to the wall in every single match he has and nearly dies. Yeah, well, doesn't nearly die. But uh, you know. Um, and it was like there was a lot of uh, of, of false finishes leaning towards the end, but mm-hmm. they were believable because uh, uh, every time there was a big false finish, there was a rest period, and some people would say, "Oh, you know, oh, low period." But I hate when someone uh, kicks out of a big false finish and it then just pops right back pops up, pops right back up, like, and, and and that's maybe one of the things that the main event could be accused of. But, I don't think they ever popped up. Yeah, but you know, but uh, uh, just, I think they they earned their kickouts. Yeah, but, this is their eighth yeah, match together. But selling and. Selling and all of a sudden not selling. That's probably what I'm talking about. But we'll get onto that in a minute. Uh, uh, there was a, one of the coolest spots in the match card. There was a Bamaye off the second rope, which yep. was unbelievable. Styles uh, kicked out of. Uh, and, um, and I really like the one, a one-handed Styles clash, which was cool as well. Even though Styles is is presumably on his way out, he is on his way out. They still protected the Styles clash, Ken, yeah. right to the very end. He didn't yeah. even do it with both hands. He didn't hit a full Styles clash and. Uh, uh, basically, and they gave him, and they gave him suitable respect because literally, uh, the finish was he took a bomb to the back of the head, then he got back up and he gave him one to the front <laughs> yeah. as well. Because uh, Nakamura, more than any wrestler, kind of relies on people kicking out of his move. Yeah. But like when we need the crowd goes nuts every time, so yeah. you can't really like ah oh, well. <laughs> and it's like uh, as Daniel Bryan's proven, he got that fi- uh, more or less the same finish over in in WWE. Yeah. It is an exciting finish because it's one of those ones that you can do on anyone, and it's. It's a quick finish. You can hit it out of nowhere. Exactly. Like an RKO out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> we might talk to a bit about W crisis at the end. Of this Everyone podcast. is injured. Uh, yeah, there's crisis everywhere. <laughs> there's crisis everywhere, guys. Uh, but uh, before we do, we're going to get on to uh, the final match, which was Kachuchika Okada with Ghetto. That, what did, did go again? Kachuchika. 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 Or Kazuchika. Or I, you see, you say it as quickly as possible to sound convincing. That's that's my approach to Japanese names. So when you say like Kazuchika Okada, yeah. it's just like yeah. The, well, he defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi anyway, Gareth, for the in a singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. This was their fourth or ma- fourth ma- big world title match, I think. Well, it's their eighth world. Well, not eighth world title match because I think one of those was a G one match. Yeah. So it's their seventh world title match, eighth match. Yeah, but it's their their third, third in at Wrestle four Kingdom. years at Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, the story of the match is that. That to 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 date, Okada had not beaten Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. And 
Tanahashi was actually on a bit of an undefeated streak of five years in a row, mm. winning the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. So there was a lot at stake. Um, and Tanahashi did, did did not hold back gloating yeah. <laughs> about his superiority to Okada because when Okada lost last year, uh, he went off crying and yeah. Tanahashi's like, you're not the ace of New Japan. I'm the ace yeah. of New Japan. You go away. You're not good enough. Go away crying, you little boy. Yeah, so Okada spent the year building himself back up for this one big match to prove he's the ace of New Japan pro wrestling, Ken, and take down Tanahashi once and for all. Uh do you want to take like because uh, you want I'm, I'm i can see you literally fit to burst here you want to go for it so what this i love this match <laughs> yes it, it was it's it's literally a masterpiece and people might like pick holes and oh like this spot was sloppy but that's missing the 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 wood for the trees you know yeah it's missing the hole for like the the individual elements this match was so much more than that and you want to be a bit more if you want to be a bit more forgiving both of these men have a lot on the line tanahashi is the old grizzled veteran yep. uh, not grizzled but, you know protecting He's 39 his, yeah, he's still, like, who's, like, he's four years older than Nakamura. I, I, that's yeah. really surprising. Because they came up, they're, they're, they're part of the same kind of generation. You assume they're yeah. the same age, but they're not. But uh, Tanahashi, who's trying to protect his spot as, as King of the Mountain, and Okada wanting to cement his legacy. So, and, you know, if you, if you, if you compare it to legitimate sports, big matches are always cautious. Yeah. And sometimes in, in being cautious, you can uh, get, you know, you lose focus and you become a bit sloppy. So, yeah. Maybe it makes <laughs> making sense. excuses for them. No, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense that they that that there's a lot at stake. So, you know, like the early going is a bit kind of wobbly. And yeah, there's tons of callbacks to their early matches. They kept on countering each other's uh, kind of regular moves. Yeah, because uh, they they had basically in each other's head at this stage. Yeah, Tanahashi went back to working the knee, which was the strategy that resulted in him in him winning last year. Yeah, and uh, the, like the, the but crowned the match. Like literally, the match could have been shite, and it would have been like bo- a borderline masterpiece for this alone. Was toward the end they kicked out of each other's moves, which I think they've earned. Yeah. Because when you wrestle each other eight times and you have classics without even kicking out of finishers, you have to eventually start kicking out of the finishers. Exactly, and it makes it does make sense because like you know each other and there's pride, there's, and you're preparing for that move this yeah. time. And there's so much pride at stake, given that both men really don't want to lose. Like yeah, that makes sense. But Okada, Okada went for the Rainmaker. Tanahashi slapped him in the face. In one last act of defiance. Yeah, but Tana, Okada hung on to the arm. And went, no. Yeah, didn't didn't let go. And in fairness, I, I, this was the spot they uh, they built around the match around because you, you know they told the cameraman to zoom in. The cameraman literally zooms in on him. Zooms in right on the hand. Grabbing his o- hand. Okada holding on to the arm. And he's like, this isn't happening again. Yeah, pull him off, clotheslined him twice and followed with the Rainmaker for the win. Yeah. Glorious. Absolutely wonderful. And and it, like I, I gave uh, Tanahashi the respect of uh, he took he took three lines to put him down. Mm-hmm. He'd been battered. Like, he already kicked out of a rainmaker before that. And the tombstone, two tombstones, or at least one tombstone. Yeah. Um. But the the, the cool thing about this match it was uh, it was a ma- marathon, thirty six minutes long. I think it's I I, th- I think I saw during the week it's New Japan's longest match in ages. Yeah. Last time they went longer was a, a Tenzan Kojima hour long draw. But uh, the point is that. At least three times during this match, I thought it was going home. I and thought, it, I thought it, Tanahashi was going to win it once. Yeah, and then it, exactly, and it hit another gear. And the best thing, like, like, like the one th- th- way I can describe if a wrestling match has got me, if I can actually feel my heart pounding. Yeah, then and you, like you believe an- those near falls. Exactly, in anticipation of who's going to win, because like genuinely. I did not know who was going to win this match. Because yeah. you assumed, you had like a 90% assumption that Okada was going to win. And he's like, surely he has to win this time. But 
two years ago, you had the exact same, or three years ago even, you had the exact same assumption. And last sure. year, you had the exact same assumption. And he lost both times. So there was always that little inkling. And in fairness, I, I would have hand-waved New Japan if he lost, because that would have been stupid. Yeah. But there was still... Explain the term hand-waved, Gary. Uh, give up on, get rid of. It's like, you're done. <laughs> would have been stupid. But yeah, great match. It was a masterpiece. A masterpiece of both wrestling and storytelling. Yeah, and like that, that crowd was going absolutely bonkers. And, and exactly, that's another good point. Japanese crowds are are by uh, by design and by uh, you know historically they're 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 reserved. So yeah, it, they but takes, I, I think New Japan have disproved that in recent yeah, years. Exactly, though. it takes a lot to get them going. Though it was one I was saying, like they do get going, but it takes a lot to get them to that kind of yeah. shouting crescendo, like where they're making sustained noise and they actually. It was definitely in there. It was, it was one of the better Tokyo Dome crowds. Uh, fair enough, there was less people there. But in terms of like, they were really invested in the show. Yeah. So from it, top to bottom. It, it was lighter by 10,000. Uh, 10, but maybe uh, when you fil- filter out the casual fans, like the atmosphere was better because it was the it hardcore really was, fans. Because like the people that were there made a lot of noise. And, and, and like they were going absolutely bonkers during that main event. Yeah. Which is at the end of the day, the job of pro wrestlers. Because if, if you have a good crowd, you'll have a good match. Exactly. Nearly like universally, crowds make matches. That's my official pro wrestling theory. So if you can get the crowd to that level, you have a great match by practically default. Never mind when you're doing a bloody masterpiece of storytelling, building off seven previous matches to tell the the, the ultimate climax to a brilliant story. It's like the quintessential passing of the torch story. If you want to liken it to a, a big match in America, you talk about The Rock versus Hogan. In fact, that uh, like it was a great match, but the, the the crowd makes it a legendary match. Yeah. Well, that match would have sucked. Without, at least this match would have been good without. Yeah. <laughs> without it's, a crowd. It's, it's 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 five stars without a doubt. Yeah, like like you could nearly shut the balloting for match of the year next year, and the poppies already in the, in the same way you did last year. Yeah. It'll take an awful lot to top this match, but like this is it's a masterpiece. It's 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 the perfect climax to a brilliantly told story. And yeah. now Okada is the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Did you see the next day? Yeah. Tanahashi used to have ace on his gear. Yeah. The next day he took it off. As in, like, I've lost my mantle. Yeah, that's that's the little details, Ken. As in, he's he's like, you've earned it now. Mm-hmm. But uh, just quickly, Garrett, you know, because we're, we're we're running up on forty five minutes here. Oh jeez, we end show. <laughs> we end show. Well, it's a more of a format thing. That's what we keep saying when we <laughs> we shirk, keep on going in that hour. When we shirk the fact that it's supposed to be short. Um, there's a, like rumors of like a max ex- mass exit from New Japan. Yep. Can they survive this? Do you think? Uh, first of all, uh, we just name some names. Yes. AJ Styles, D- Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, um, Tam- Tamatonga is talking about leaving as well, and Rocky Romero and Bad Luck Valley all being linked. But the important one, Ken, because we knew Styles, Styles was essentially gone anyway. Yeah, because he was making murmurs. Like I think he just wants to spend more time in the US. Yeah, he sense. was never going to spend a long time in Japan because like he has a family of four young children. Yeah, and he has to be away from his children for weeks at a time in a very physically grueling style. Exactly. And he's in his uh, mid to late thirties now, so yeah. I don't think he he'd be he would have wanted to be doing that for a long period. But Shinsuke Nakamura, Ken, the man who defeated AJ Styles in the semi-main event, the IGTB Intercontinental Champion, is one leaving. Of, one of their linchpins. One yeah. of their like. They're like top guys. Some might say like that it's time that they cycled to hit the likes of Nakamura and oh, they needed to. Tanahashi out of the without main a shadow of a doubt. They needed, but to. they needed him there to establish the new guys. Well, the, he will. He'll drop the belt. Yeah. He, he, apparently he'll be leaving by the end of the month. So there's a Cork and Hall show on the thirtieth, I think. Yeah. And he'll drop the belt to Kenny Omega by the end of the month. Yeah. So Kenny Omega is uh, being kind of moved into a, a, uh, an advanced spot. Um, the rumor is that they're all on the way to WWE. Yep. Uh, the, the New Year's dash was quite notable, Ken, in that the Bullet Club turned on AJ Styles, 
Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega ousted him and took over the role as leader of the Bullet Club. Oh, no. Yeah, but Kenny Omega. he's really good, though. He yeah. is great. Yeah. Maybe just, just needs to tone down the cleaner shite. Yes, it's like, it's like you don't have to be a heel to be a heel. Do you know, yeah. what, I mean? Do you know what I mean? You don't have to ham it up every time. Exactly. You can be a heel in your actions and get over it rather than just be like, just be a, a shitty guy. Don't be like, they're like, do shitty things. Yeah. And then be like, I'm a shitty guy. Look what I just did. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's Ken, it's Ken being a heel. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, do you think that like, like and like uh, Devitt or Balor, as he is known now, ben. has been indicating that he's keen to reform the bullet club in yeah. wp uh, do you think that's the way we're gonna go uh wb has acknowledged the the rumor on twitter which is or on their website as well on, on twitter and all their social media they have an article saying is there going to be a, a talent invasion <laughs> i love that it's like is us the people who are trying to sign these people trying to sign these people and then the answer in the article is maybe but they never do that they never kind of do that kind of that was joy styles looking for web hits though yeah they never do that thing where they like because I, but I, I i can see why they do it they're trying to make it seem legitimate like rwwe gonna sign these free agents uh and as you said it, it brings in traffic and then triple h declines to comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, uh that... it's nonsense web hits from the website um aj styles oh, oh, i gotta think that they won't make a bigger deal as in, as any other promotion has well, they'll try for a while, I'd imagine, and then give up. Yeah. But Especially when they find out he was in WCW. Exactly. But if <laughs> He's think, a WCW guy. Bury him. If you think about it, like he was the replacement for Devitt as the leader of the Bullet Club. So if they're all, both in the Bullet Club together, is that too many? Well, I think if they bring the Bullet Club in, Styles won't be in it. I don't, yeah, I don't think that would be a wise move. No, if they bring it in, it'll be a Devitt group. Well, and I, they might as well just call it the NWO because that that's what they were doing. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing. Like, or N- they even do the same too sweet thing. Yeah, NWX because they have some DX elements in there. I don't know. Just mix DX and NWO and then you have the new Bullet Club. Basically a bunch of guys that love themselves and think they're the best things in sliced bread. Yeah, Styles uh, Rumble, maybe? Do you yeah, think? could be a surprise. Well, uh, 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 breaking news during the week that the Royal Rumble for the first time since 1992 will be for the WWE Championship. Yeah, and breaking news during the week, John Cena's injured. Yes. We'll, <laughs> will miss WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, as well as possibly Randy Orton and nearly definitely Seth Rollins. Yep. Everyone's so, out. Um, people are, so, Cesaro's out. People are dropping like flies. Yeah. Sasha Banks might be hurt. Yeah. Um, the Poppy Award for Best Wrestler is officially cursed already. Yeah, so uh, you're welcome, Internet. <laughs> yeah. We curse them. But yeah, a lot of people, a lot of rumblings. Cause... So do you think WWE need this now? As in, is this... Well, WWE won't change. That's the yeah. thing. People are like, oh, WWE are going to sign these people. WWE have one of the most talented rosters they've ever had. Yeah. They're still shit. <laughs> like, I just can't understand Doc, Doc Gallows. They fired him for a reason because he's terrible. He's not terrible. And he was nothing, never anything but average in TNA. <laughs> he was then, decent then he got in a spot. Then he got a good spot in New Japan because he's got buddies. And now he's going to go back to WWE for more money than he was ever on. <laughs> you can do it. You take it if you can get it. But uh, the rumor was that John Cena was going to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, Apparently it's Kevin Owens against The Undertaker now. Who yeah. knows? But um, who knows? Because Cena never really, if, he's, if Cena wasn't wrestling Taker, there was never really an opponent for him. Yeah. Who, like Seamus, Del Rio, Ambrose, like Jericho returned recently. I mean, which... I, I see this and I hope they take it and I, I'm quite cynical that they won't as an opportunity. I know it's like bad because they have a lot of people in that building to, to, to sell it out. Uh, but they really need to kind of usher in their future now. They need to do it more urgently than ever. So like... Well, they need to do that for like two years now. I know, but... Making a mess of it. I I understand, but like, with their backs against the wall, they have to be forced to act. Um, 
I, I think it's interesting the Royal Rumble will be for the title this year. It's actually the first time that the person who was the active champion will be defending the title in the mm-hmm. match. It was once for the title, but the title was vacant. Yeah, in 1982, which Ric Flair won, uh, entering at number three, I think. Yeah, it was a fondly remembered Rumble. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting. Uh, if we go one or two ways, it'll basically be a way of taking the title off Reigns for him to win it back at WrestleMania yeah. or to put him over strong. I would prefer the latter, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that'll go over well, though, because that'll be blatantly forcing him down people's throats. And he'll have won it twice, two years in a row. Yeah. So, Simple solution, Hunter wins. Yeah. They've, Which they, isn't ideal either, but yeah. Hunter wins, Triple H uh, reigns, I feel and Lesnar rock. Yeah, I feel as if they might renege on this. Yeah. As in, they might go like, you can't do that, Vince Man, you're power hungry. You're not in the Rumble anymore, Roman Reigns. That's ridiculous. No, I think, that, I think they'll commit to it now. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say we're going to do and then overturn. Yeah, do you know what they might do as well? Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. It's like, actually, it's 40 men. <laughs> <laughs> Another 10. That's what, like, you know, uh, I think they'll send up Brock Lesnar as the mercenary. And, uh, uh, but I think so Tri- does Brock beat him and then the same story the, the, the rematch? Uh, I think Triple H will be kind of a sneaky win. I think Triple H beating him and then doing the rematch and then Roman. But then you're, that's Roman's bloody third reign in four months. Yeah. So like you're you're they're notching up the reins and it, it's becoming less meaningful as time goes on. But uh, that's another uh, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we've gone too long. It's a we end show. Take us home, Gar. Uh, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is currently available on New Japan World, New Japan's streaming service. It's available in English. Commentary by Matt Stryker, Kevin Kelly, and Yoshitatsu. I haven't watched it in English. It apparently wasn't very good. Or also in Japan, or Japanese, and the Japanese is much better. <laughs> And it can be yours for either seven euro, eight dollars, or five pounds a month, depending where you are or whatever your local currency is. I don't know. Do you use pesos? Pesos. That's up to yourself. Yen. Hola. We, we haven't listed the yen for our Japanese listeners. It's about like it's about like a thousand yen or something. We had some like Af- Afghan listeners recently. It's quite worrying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you like your wrestling and have never seen New Japan before, do yourself a favor, check it out. Uh, it's a streaming service that has all like their back catalog of great matches which you can watch and enjoy. You can watch all eight Tanahashi Okada matches mm-hmm. if you choose and you'll love them all. I'll do a rewatch of myself someday yeah. when, when, when there's distance. Yeah. Leave some distance. If you've already seen Wrestle Kingdom, be sure to let us know your thoughts on this year's event on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And if you prefer to drop us a tweet on Twitter at TWSKK. We'll be right back after a quick break to wrap up the shows with details on next week's episode. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Weekend Show Podcast with Ken Kidney. Download every Sunday at soundcloud.com slash the weekend show. Okay, Japanophiles, that's it for another week. I wish I thought that through more, by the way. It does sound <laughs> dirty, doesn't it? It sounds very dirty. Thank you for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast as always we appreciate it and we love to hear from you and we love to entertain you every week or interact with you or do anything or you're dancing monkeys we dance yeah send us money <laughs> <laughs> you can find a new episode every sunday on soundcloud.com forward slash the weekend show and you can also track us down on the itunes if you like the show why not write us a review on itunes if you don't we'll get our mate godzilla after you and you know he's in a film recently so he's pretty big deal now that was a good film i like that film he's a pretty big deal in hollywood so he could probably have you killed if not eat you himself where he just plasma blasts that other monster down his throat he's gone he's gone mainstream he wouldn't eat you himself anymore he'd have someone else do it (laughs) he'd get his bee monster to do it if you can't get enough of our beautiful voices you can (laughs) sorry i couldn't get it out without without (laughs) laughing 
You can revisit snippets of our best bits on YouTube. Just search TWSKK. If you feel like looking us up on social media, you can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And where can they find us on Twitter, Gar? At TWSKK. Next week, we will talk the key 2016 Oscar nominations, which will be announced on Thursday at the time of recording. Which um, aren't as important as the poppies, but you yeah. know. You know, they're just following in our footsteps, really. <laughs> our theme music, as always, is by the very talented Mr. John. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.